Hello everyone, I'm Shannon Steves and I own Sweet and Sassy Boutique and I am a confidence and courage coach and today we have Janine Bruner here with us and I had met her through a mutual friend, through a coaching group and yeah, I'm just excited to hear her story and I feel like there's always a reason why you meet people and um, why your paths align. So Janine, again, is one of those people that I just got a benefit of knowing. So yeah, Janine, if you can let us know kind of what you do. I know you work full time, but you also have a side business. So if you want to start with that, and then we can go into your story. Hi, everybody. I am Janine Bruner. I am the owner of My Body Soul Healings. It is a holistic healing business, um, primarily Reiki, but um, I am a Heshkwit indigenous woman, so there is a lot of little, um, I don't want to say sh shamanistic, but like in my culture, it's more healer, um, like medicine woman, a lot of that kind of stuff infused. So I, um, I do healings, uh, I mentor and coach, and I have a product line of Reiki infused candles. Um, I you know, had a, a pretty, pretty hard past. So I think that that, you know, is something that a lot of people resonate with when they're feeling a calling to coaching, healing, any of those kind of um, helping others is, is like coaching is healing people. Essentially, mm -hmm. it is, you know, guiding people to be their best self. And uh, typically people that have that calling um have a little bit of a harder life and um it's not as a punishment it's not for anything other than um we go through some of these things because they help us in in helping others you know each one of us has a beautiful rising story each one of us has gone through something and transformed and um, that's why I created my group, Tra uh, Phoenix Transformations, because each one of us goes through this, and um, it's there's so much um, beauty and power and um, love in that transformation process when you learn to transmute those things that you've gone through that you could have taken a different path and you could have chose to. Um, to suffer and to 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 mask and and do that stuff and uh, I I I chose otherwise and I'm sure there's a lot of beautiful women and 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 maybe men on this podcast that you've had that have done the same. Um, I am considered a first generation from residential school, so I'm not sure if um, too many people on here are familiar with that, but um, back back in the day when my mom was little, um, the government decided that they would take Indigenous people and um, bring them to a school. Um, it was forced, so they took Indigenous children away from their parents forcefully and uh, boarded them in these schools and took away their names and took away um, their identity and their culture, and it's considered cultural genocide what was happened, and there was a lot of abuse and um, just uh, hard times, you know, changing changing everything about them. And um, a lot of people aren't aware that it, it happened until 1999 mm -hmm. 
was the very last residential school closed in Canada here. So um, when I say that my mom was a residential school survivor, a lot of people are shocked that it happened to my mom. Like they mm-hmm. think that it's like way back in the day, like in the 1800s. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, no. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's more recent than people think. Yeah. Yeah. So with that comes, you know, uh, a family of, of uh, trauma and trauma manifests in a lot of people's lives in different ways and it's generational it gets passed down and um, I just happened to be the soul in the family that decided no more Mm -hmm. so um, I you know go to therapy probably a couple times a month Um, the government was really nice to me and allowed um, a lifetime of therapy as as a the truth mm-hmm. and reconciliation process, which has been a really beautiful learning experience for me as a human. And, you know, I just passed down all these things that I learned. Like mm-hmm. it's Reiki healing has been such a calling for me. And for me, it was um, one of the biggest things in my life was um, learning this modality. It changed my life drastically. It was the, the pivotal moment of um, my spirituality and my connection to God. It was um, teaching me a different way of living. It it really transformed everything. Like mm-hmm. it is my way of life now. So it was a beautiful gift that I was given. And it, it kind of started way back in the day, um, probably 2010. Yeah, 2010. I had a, uh, a partner that um, had an addiction problem and uh, had to go away to therapy and I started my own therapy and this woman talked about Melody Beattie and Melody Beattie is a codependence um, kind of coach and mentor and she writes a lot of books on codependency that's not all she does but she's like quite an expert in it and I was like what's this word codependency (laughs) I'd never heard it before and I looked her up and I have this personality that becomes pretty obsessed with things so Mm -hmm. I got obsessed with codependency and learning and knowing it and she said this word in there called chakras and that was really honestly the very beginning of my journey was learning about the energy centers the chakras and that is directly aligned with Reiki and I looking back now I see how I've always been guided Mm -hmm. but it was a I, I thought it was really neat because this woman was a therapist and she talks about this ener- these energy centers and how they can really help your life and um, I really started to get into them and um, I never fully got into it until um, my mother took her life mm-hmm. in 2017. Um, it was a really long, hard life for her. Um, she never sought the help. She got the truth and reconciliation process um, where the government takes you and they apologize and they do a big, big uh, study on what happened to try to, you know, apologize and, and make amends. Mm-hmm. And they offered her therapy and she said, you know, I've had a lifetime of this pain and I just don't want to keep reliving it. And, mm-hmm. um, we had to respect that. But in 2017, she decided that um, she had had enough. And mm-hmm. um, although it, it, it makes some people really, really sad and really, um, like how how could she do that? Um, I guess because of Reiki and my spirituality, I have like a huge understanding that I'm surprised with everything that she had gone through with the trauma manifesting in her life that she was so strong that she made it to 45 years old. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. um, and it 
I see that it was a contract between us as two souls that she started me on such a journey that is going to transform thousands of people's lives as a result of that one sacrifice in her life. Mm. And I don't see it as a negative thing. I do know that there was pain involved in that, but it's becoming such a beautiful thing in my life as a gift um, because it made me question everything. Mm. And, you know, that's what, you know, really takes a paradigm shift is, you know, an emotional impact can be one of the ways that you change everything inside of you in your subconscious mind. And then the other is repetition. But Mm -hmm. for me, this was an emotional impact that really shifted everything. And I had already been kind of contemplating um, my life. And I think a lot of us do this. We get into this, this feeling of like, there has to be more, Mm -hmm. like, going to this this eight-hour job and you know it's not fulfilling me there has to be more and we keep searching for it in vacations and we keep searching for it and buying items and it it it's getting in line with your calling and Mm -hmm. for me it was uh this was such a beautiful thing to get me aligned it's um it made me question like my career choice I switched my career it made me start down this questioning you know my connection to God it Mm -hmm. it has really strengthened everything inside of me so I see it as such a beautiful gift it was it was hard to go through it was not an easy process to understand how somebody could get to that point where they just felt like they didn't have any any other answer and that was so so sad for me in the beginning but now I realize that there was way more to that and Mm -hmm. there is always way more to what we understand in life Mm -hmm. so um, it made me start Reiki and Reiki Um, has been such a gift for me to understand um, not just energetically but physically how these chakras um, impact our life you know at first I just thought it was you know if your chakra is a little bit off you'll be a little emotional well no I've like helped cure um, some of my own physical ailments because of it Mm -hmm. and and mental and so it's it's been quite the journey for me but um I think, you know, for me, um, what I love to pass on to others is, you know, you might feel really bogged down in some moments with um, the things that life is throwing at you, but you find later on that there's always a reason for it. There's always, like, something so beautiful, and it's sometimes the more difficult things that you go through have the phoenix transformations in them that's like a huge indicator you're going to have this massive transformation and it's going to be beautiful and um don't lose hope like that's that's um, a huge thing you know we have covid going on and um that's why i created the the line of candles was i was like i just want to help people Mm -hmm. like we're going through all this like collective trauma right now Mm -hmm. and fear and pain and I was like I just I I want to how can I get into people's homes because right now we are on the restrictions and I was like well Reiki candles Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I got there um yeah and I see so well I see so much strength in you and just so much there's so many words I could say but and just um, just how far you are on your healing journey and wisdom and maturity as 
you are able to see, oh, look at the joy this tragedy, tragedy has brought me, right? Like, yes, there was pain in this, but I, I agree too. I think the biggest challenges and obstacles we go through, we have the biggest joy when we look back and be like, there was a reason for that. Like there was a reason my dad passed away. There was a reason I went through depression to help all these other women mm -hmm. too, and be able to empathize with them, right? Everyone wants to feel, that's why I started doing this podcast, not alone. When you feel like you're alone in your journey, it's isolating, it's lonely, it's, it's yeah, messes with your mental health. Like it's proven so much, right? Connection is everything and community and especially during COVID. Um, so I'm always trying to stay the positive one, even in my friend group, like we can go to our fridge still and get whatever we want. And like, we still have our families and right. Like seeing the positive, what's it, which it is harder in the hard times. And I am very fortunate at this moment of everything I'm blessed for, but then also acknowledging like we've worked for this way of life too, right? Like I've had people be like, oh, it must be nice that you can work at home and run your hours. I'm like, yeah, but I, I worked for this. I designed this life and it's not easy. And yeah, my husband has a good job and everyone's journeys is different, right? That's why I'm always like, don't compare yourself, but don't let fear get in the way of going for what you want. And I believe in a higher power. And I, you said you're a believer too. And just knowing that ultimately when we look to God and for guidance too, and um, that support, because just like you said, everyone's searching for something better. And when we keep just using clothes or that's why I always have a contradiction with my, cause I sell clothes initially. And then it went into inspirational clothing. And now like coaching is really where like my passion is. And then, feeling good in what you wear and then wearing an inspirational shirt, I feel like is a bonus, but really it's conflicting with what I believe now. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, that used to be me just buying a ton of clothes to satisfy that urge of not feeling fulfilled. But when we find our purpose and passion, which we both align, we both have that kind of in our statements of what we believe. And when we go after um, the gifts that God has given us, like, I feel like people are unstoppable, right? Well, I think that's that's one way to look at it, but I think there's also um, our self-image is is you know what drives us as as business women and entrepreneurs, and um, I see what you do as um, giving someone a piece of um, competence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not always about masking. It's um, you know when I want to feel better, I dress better mm -hmm. and I, I choose things. So you also aligned it with this beautiful energy of inspiration as well. So you're not only feeling good in something and there's, so, there's something so beautiful in that, that's self care and that's um, empowerment. Like that's, that's quite the empowerment thing. So it still aligns with, you know, your coaching and, mm -hmm. and helping people because you put like, when you buy something new and no, you should not use it as a patch mm -hmm. that, and that's not your purpose. That's mm -hmm. not what you created it. But when you go out and you buy something and you put it on and it feels good, you feel good. Mm -hmm. And that's something really beautiful to be giving back to people. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's beautiful. And mm -hmm. it, it and it aligns. It really mm -hmm. does. I love the inspirational and you have beautiful colors and mm -hmm. well, thanks. Yeah, it's great product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love every day seeing your um trying on clothes too that's yeah. one of my favorite things I'm like hey cool <laughs> i love it i know and i've gotten more and more confident people are like you're just so confident i'm like this has taken time like 
this, I'm the heaviest that I've been. And I told my husband this morning, like, he complained that I was snoring. And I only snore when I was pregnant and now at this weight. But I'm like, but I'm beautiful still, right? Like, so just constantly saying that if I constantly told myself I'm fat Absolutely. or stretch marks, right? Like we need to focus on the positive and this body, yeah, has been through a lot and um, has made two beautiful babies and yeah, just keep celebrating the gift. society, we need to let go of this thought that um, a fitness model is the only beautiful thing on mm-hmm. the planet. Like mm-hmm. we... God made so many different body types and just because we don't fit into what, um, and like, why are we listening to that? That's, mm-hmm. that's one of my beautiful growth this year is why am I listening to that? These mm-hmm. people are starving themselves. Not all of them. I don't mm-hmm. want to put them all into one category, but you know, as a society, they're, they're causing young women to, to feel like they need to drastic diet and get their self all unaligned. And, um, there's something way more beautiful to, uh, accepting your body because we're skinny is not the only beautiful, mm-hmm. like, curves are are coming in and Mm -hmm. it's really nice to see that transition and and what's truly beautiful about someone is that confidence and Mm -hmm. I I seen that starting to come out in you and that in Mm -hmm. in your your bathing suits and that's what people are attracted to is that glow and that energy Mm -hmm. and it's is trying to help other women to to feel brave too because you know as women swimsuits are, are a, uh, I last year because I was heavier than I normally normally was I got like uh, biking shorts mm-hmm. for a bathing suit because I was insecure about my thighs and I got a tankini and I just tried to cover as much as I could mm-hmm. and this year I'm kind of like forget it yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wear whatever I want yeah and I'm gonna feel good doing it so and that's the thing yeah, we're the only ones that notice everyone else Right? Everyone is so involved with themselves that they're not noticing your stretch marks or your saggy boobs or whatever, right? Again, I put some self-tanner on, try to cover my things, but I even said to my husband too, this is maybe too much information, but I'm like, my boobs have gotten so saggy. And then I had so many people message me be like, your boobs look great. So again, like, yeah, it is with these silly things that we worry about, right? So and we're all walking around feeling that way too. Mm-hmm. That was a good awareness for me this year. Is it's like while we're we're feeling vulnerable and insecure, and um, the next person right beside you is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my girlfriend lost eighty pounds, and um, she does feel a lot better about herself, but she's still like, and she looks like she could be a bikini model, and it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And she still sits there and feels insecure, and I'm like it's it's inside it's mm-hmm. not really your body it's she's mm-hmm. still like oh you know ooh, and I'm, I'm just kind of like I'm just gonna let it hang out there mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. let it be what it is let's be you know let's get into who we are inside because that's ultimately what matters is mm-hmm. is do we do we feel beautiful so mm-hmm. forget yeah. everybody else it's kind of went sidetracked but I love it I love talking about our bodies and just yeah that confidence um getting back to your story and your journey I know we met because you did a session with me and then you even saying like you're a middle child just having that connection so you have like where are you in your with your siblings and are there any other um challenges that have come your way 
in that area? <laughs> uh, I am the middle of two other siblings. I have a younger sister who's six years apart from me, and I had an older brother that was six years older than me. Um, we have the same mom and different dads, so we have like a very big blended family. Um, my little sister lives in California and my brother passed away in 2018. Mm. Um, he overdosed on fentanyl. Um, he and his girlfriend, uh, had a relapse. They were trying to do, they had been doing really good for quite a few months and, um, had a bad day and, the you know the reality of drugs right now in Canada here specifically in BC is um, they shared the same drugs and my brother died and she lived mm. um, that's how fentanyl works so um, the challenges of being a middle child is um, I when my mom passed away I had to um, take the reins and middle children tend to be the unheard but tough and strong and mm-hmm. um ones that take the reins a lot of the time they really truly you know they're the unsung heroes mm-hmm. like they just they just do so much and they um so I planned my mother's funeral and then I planned my brother's funeral mm-hmm. a couple years later um which made it a lot easier the process because I finally understood what was going on. But um, you know, my sister being the baby sister, she's she was a great support in all of it. But I find you know there is a lot of challenges in um, you know the the firstborn is the one that is worried over because mom doesn't know what she's doing and she dotes and then the second child kind of is where they relax and then the baby child is kind of like the the baby of the family is the one that gets really doted on so you you do as a middle child kind of um not that you're 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 not loved and stuff but it's just Mm -hmm. in it's it's in a different way and it Mm -hmm. creates a lot of difference so um i i found that i kind of was the one that was the glue in, mm. in the family for sure. So I, I do, I make a lot of decisions and um, I, I looked after my sister as basically a parent for a long time because mm. out of the three of us, I was the only one blessed with um, one family member that um, wasn't in addiction and um, had a good family. So my sister ended up with two two family members that way so I kind of took the reins and looked after her and um that was the choice I made in my life was I was going to be you know good for her and for many years that was the choice that I made was I was going to keep my life together for her and now this last year I've decided to choose my life for myself and that Mm -hmm. was a huge transition was um, letting go of doing things just for her as, as a, like a parent type and moving into, you know, uh, honoring myself and what I need and what I want and, um, seeing how even doing that is a blessing for her as well. Cause it's giving her permission to do the same for herself. So, mm-hmm. um, middle child. Yeah. It's, it's not always easy. <laughs> that's for sure. It's, it's come with its bumps and I wouldn't trade it though. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm, there's something beautiful about this the inner strength and and making it through things so Mm -hmm. no I would agree um I'm similar to you that I used to and still do to a point take on lots of responsibilities but in the last couple years putting up boundaries 
And yeah, that encourages other people to grow, right? If you're doing everything for everyone. Um, it's been hard, right? Because it's like you have to almost tie your hands to not be doing everything for everyone. But I think that's been a huge yes. relief for me. And even me moving to Regina and having some separation from my family. And it's again, it's been hard. There's been guilt. Um, but it's been so healing for me and being able to grow myself and with my family, kind of find my own identity, right? Um, I'm not known as, oh, the little girl, right? That lost her dad from the Van Rootselaars, right? Or whatever, like you're your yeah. own person and I choose to share my story and I do share it with a lot of people, but it's my choice instead of being connected to that all the time, right? So how long have you been in BC? Like, how did you end up in BC? Again, I don't even know you, so uh, it's always fun learning these things. I have grown up in BC. Um, I was born on Vancouver Island in Port Alberni. Uh, I spent most of my life there, uh, kind of all over the island. Um, and I chose in 2014 to come out for a job in Kelowna, BC. I moved five hours away. Well, it's more than five um, from the island. It's, mm -hmm. it's like an eight-hour um, trip away and I'd never been away from my family in my life it was scary and I only made it about a year and it was a learning lesson of overworking myself and not setting boundaries and I had a bit of a nervous breakdown and came home thinking that uh, what I was seeking was my family and that connection and I came home and nothing was different mm -hmm. and I stayed for probably another couple years um and I was just that was probably the lowest I've ever gotten in my life mm -hmm. I'm not one that gets too depressed but um I wrote a letter to myself and I um I said I I could die today and mm -hmm. nobody would know for so long because nobody even calls me and I'm mm -hmm. only half an hour away from my family mm -hmm. nobody visits nothing and I was having a pity party for sure, mm -hmm. but I mean, that feels so real when you're battling depression, it is, mm -hmm. it, it's consuming. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like that. And my girlfriend, um, who I work with also lived in Kelowna and she said, well, if you're happier out there and there's more things for you to do as a single woman and, and by yourself, she's like, why don't you go back? And I was like, well, that's crazy. I moved all my stuff back to the Island. Mm -hmm. Who does that? And she's like, well, who doesn't? Why wouldn't you? And I just, you know, I sat all summer with it and it started to nag at me. And then finally I just announced to my family, I was like, I'm going back to Kelowna. Mm. I'm happier there. There's more, more exploring I can do and more things that I, I need. And it was, you know, patching that connection that I needed was, you know, one with God and one with myself, the connection mm -hmm. I needed was with myself. And I still see my family, but about the same amount as I do when I'm on the island. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make a, a huge difference. And um, so I've never been outside of BC. I've just been really blessed to be born here. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't move anywhere else because it truly is an utterly stunning place mm -hmm. to be. There's, there's, you know, there's oceans and there's, uh, you know, lakes and trees and wildlife. It's, it's, um, truly stunning here so it is always yeah. born here we um have been there a couple times and we're actually maybe driving through this summer so maybe we'll have to have a social distance little 
coffee or something meetup or walk because we're gonna yes i would love our plan is to drive through there and maybe stop um my husband's dad has a cabin at big white their family always skied before Mm -hmm. his mom passed away so then they end up buying a place so then they can keep making memories so we've probably went up there the most well and his dad um compared to his other siblings but yeah we went up in the summer probably about five years ago and the boys loved it there's like the bouncy things in the water and there's the zip lines on the hill and and my boys are that much older that we can do that much more right and the hikes up the thing i'll be out of shape but it'll be a good little trek (laughs) so yeah it'll be good so beautiful yeah all right so we're almost already at a half an hour so i to leave um the listeners with like what what's an inspirational phrase this is totally putting you on the spot or what what do you what do you want them to remember you by of like okay this is what janine said and i'm gonna do this or this is what inspired me what she said the the biggest thing in in life is that that we are all seeking is connection and it Mm. we think that it's it it is important to have connection with other people but connection with yourself Mm. and developing that and and that takes growth and that takes a choice and a committed decision to to do things that are outside your comfort zone and um there's huge transformation in that and and you can look to other powerful women around you for that inspiration, but it begins with the choice that you are willing to give up everything about yourself in order to become that person that you want to be. And that, that, you know, sometimes sneaks up on you, but Mm -hmm. it, it really truly is. Every single one of us has made that choice. We have decided that it's important for, we are important to ourself and and we start investing that time and that where um you're you're going to grow to be a healthier individual and your connection to yourself and your connection to your higher power be it god or whatever it is to you be, get strengthened and that's where you become an unshakable person and that's where you feel fulfilled and that is truly where you feel um like there's not something missing. You don't need a vacation from your own life. So, um, connection, connection and decision, decision to choose yourself above all else. I love that. That's a great spot to stop. So thanks so much, Janine, for coming on. And I love people Thank you that for are having me. Yeah. Just open to their story and just sharing their journey. And I'm sure this will be inspirational to many people. So thank you. Thank you.